Hey, welcome along to Top Shelf Tech for our August security brief in conjunction with ZX Security. And we've got Ian White um, from ZX Security with us again today. Ian, welcome along. Hey, mate, how are you getting on this month? Uh, we're good, thanks. Uh, keeping pretty pretty busy. And um, and how are you guys? Yeah, hectic, man. It has, hasn't stopped really. Um, just kept going, which is uh, which is really good. Very fortuitous position to be in at the moment. Awesome, yeah, like, plenty happening in the um in the security world, right? And that's probably um only sometimes the stuff that we get to read about. Yeah, for sure. There's a, it's always scratching the surface, which is a, I think it's a good and a bad thing, depending on what side of the coin you're on. <laughs> cool. So to get under the surface uh, a little bit more, firstly today, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, the LPM property management hack. This one. Uh, you know, made a considerable amount of, um, of of news. It got quite quite a lot of coverage. Uh, the uh, personal records of clients being shared through an open uh, bu- uh, public cloud bucket. What can you tell us about this hack? Yeah, to to not really go into the detail of the hack itself. More talking. Um, I want to talk about kind of the misconception, the misrepresentation of kind of whether it's Amazon and Azure and whether you get into um, cloud computing as a business. Um, you know, a lot of people have the, the misunderstanding that once you go with Azure or if you go with Amazon, your stuff is safe and away you go. But it's all about the implementation of it and how it's actually configured correctly. And with that, that actually means security. That means that everything's not just working and it's going well. It also means that the security itself is um, set specifically for your needs. And this just from my view of reading the story is not knowing about the actual specific incident itself. It just seems again like an S3 bucket was open, which is um, again what we just spoke about is just so common these days. Um, because again, people just want the stuff working and having configured it correctly and with to have the security mindset. The the thing that I uh, you know, probably found a, uh, um, unsurprising but unimpressive with this is the the way it was reported. You know that it sounded like a sophisticated hack where. I'd describe it as more, you know, somebody driving down the road to look to see if anybody had left their front door open and if yeah. they had um, whipping in to, to nick their jewellery. Um, and, you know, we, to your point, you know, the, the, the stuff is plenty configurable and there's plenty of tools out there as well to tell you um, if you've got these insecurities, it comes oh, down right. to really implementation, doesn't it? You're, 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 you're 100% right with that analogy because most of the things that you see in the news these days, would a lot of it would be curated or would be written by people either just for clicks or not understanding exactly how hacking works. And a lot of it isn't targeted. The majority of it probably isn't targeted. And again, why would someone want to target you this target, this specific entity? Probably not, you know, it's just again, a configuration issue and someone's taken it, not taken advantage of it, but someone's exposed it. So for the clients whose passports um, had potentially been leaked, what, what, what would be the risk for them now? Um, you know, um, Passport obviously doesn't give you access to any money or anything like that. So what is it from a, from a personal identity perspective, what could be done with that data? Oh, well, there's numerous things from selling passports on the dark web to um, taking that information and then seeing exactly what, where, where it could fit and what verifications you could get past as well too, to use that information, whether it be to try and get into their financials or anything like that. But um, it's definitely a big tick to um, compromising someone furthermore, for sure. Cool. Uh, another one that's been really topical and um, is a couple of uh, very big, very public social media uh, security things. I, I, again, I pro- um, you know, one, one of them, Twitter being a hack, and then um, TikTok, of course, very controversial. Twitter, um, what what can you tell us about that um, and what, what we're yeah. talking so again, Adam, just to get the full story, I spoke to one of the guys that uh, works for me just, just prior to jumping on 
and um, from 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 what I understand, effectively, someone actually a seventeen year old, if I if I've been told correctly, managed to um, to compromise a Twitter employee and then um, fish his two uh, FA token to then get into the internal network and wreak havoc. It's um it's not a common thing, but it's definitely obviously possible. But like the advice that I'd give to people that work in certain roles is again understanding what your risk profile is. If you're working for Twitter and you're working within a department or within an area that has access to certain sensitive information, you've definitely got to make sure that your passwords are long and strong. And then not that you're just having 2FA, whether it be a co-generated one, um, but uh, making sure that you have even a physical 2FA token, like a YubiKey or something like that, because definitely that stage of 2FA compromise is much harder than just a co-generated one. And from a social engineering perspective, how much um, how much activity would you you see sort of uh, with people trying to compromise through through people uh, through the human elements rather than through you know the uh, stuff we discussed before technology scanning uh, those kind of broad brush in, in New Zealand we'd see a lot of um, we'd like to see a lot of email compromising a lot of phishing compromising from from that social area um, social engineering aspect uh, the, there definitely is the um, physical type of social engineering for sure um, but New Zealand as a whole from a maturity point of view isn't either at that stage or a lot of the businesses themselves, the reward for being for attacking them with that type of vector isn't really there yet. There's not enough businesses, or well, there is, but not enough risk appetite to probably go that go that direction. It's much easier to sit at home and try and fish someone than it is to physically try and do something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, TikTok. Now, uh, we've, we've been told MPs may need to remove their uh, TikTok from their phones. We've heard Microsoft may need to take over the operations in the US to uh, prevent it, uh, it, it potentially being banned. How big of a risk do you see social media um, services like TikTok? What is the risk of exposure and why would MPs be, be told that they have to remove it from their devices? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And again, you could go down the whole geopolitical role and again, we could talk here for weeks about it. But again, it's it's understanding from a, first of all from a just a, a general user again what your risk profile is. If you're just a general individual and then you either have no risk appetite or, or if someone wants to attack you, there's nothing that they could gain from you that they could use to coerce against you for some means. Then having TikTok doesn't really make a difference to be honest. But again, if you're within Parliament, um, yeah, I probably would lean on the side of potentially not having. And those um, Chinese-based applications on your phone, that would be primarily due to the 2017 Cybersecurity Law Act based out of China, which kind of at a high level suggests that if you um, have an entity that's based in China but sells products, applications outside China, effectively someone from the CCP, the Chinese um, Communist Party, can take information. But again, that only goes so far because if it's a Microsoft or if it's whatever based application based out of the United States, they also have similar laws as well too that they can do similar things. So again, it's 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 picking your poison, I suppose. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's the best way that I would explain it. So geopolitical, are we playing the man more than we're playing the bull here? Yeah, it's geez, it's an in, it's a very very interesting one to be honest. And again, you could talk about it for absolutely ever, but. I would really just kind of go back to trying to understand what your risk profile is as a, as a as a person, and again, understanding not just what your risk profile is, but understanding exactly like why as well too. There's a big, you know, a lot of people just think they oh, I don't want TikTok because of this, but like, do you even need TikTok anyway? Like, that's my why do you even need TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a, you're not you're not filming thirty second dances on it yourself. Mate, if you saw me dance, you'd laugh. So, like, well, no, not a chance. <laughs> so, um, 
Finally, on that one, uh, social media advice for businesses. Um, how do you limit your risk? How do you, you know, uh, if these, these things will keep coming, how do you pre um, prevent them from being big issues um, and, and impacting your business? Yeah, if, it, if, it's a, if it's a data thing, it's understanding what data that you have on your social medias, that if your accounts were to be compromised, what could be taken and what, what is sensitive that could either be used against you competitively um, or, or not, so just taken out for, for um, a bad news day. And then if it's for the customers or sorry, for your, um, for your um, employees it's, um, and they're using social media accounts, whatever it may be, it's um, understanding that when they use social media, they're representing themselves, but they're also representing their company as well too. So making sure that there's some level of sanity as well too, or sanitization about what people are posting. Yeah, yep. Um, I, I th you know, there's that. There's obviously the, you know, there's the security side. What data do you have there? And then there's also just that. That to, you, to your point, that piece around what do you want um, people in your company representing your brand as on social media? Yeah. Um, this um, this week also, I think it was um, this, just over the last week, New Zealand has been labelled a soft target for hackers by one si um, one security expert. Uh, they who who suggested that as a as a nation, as a people, we're too trusting, and that allowed um, you know New Zealand to be compromised potentially not even for uh, access to to our data or our systems, but more as a, a, a point to bounce in and and then compromise other systems. What is your, what is your take on? Um, New Zealand as a as an organisation, you guys obviously work in New Zealand. You work offshore. Are we too trusting? Are we e e an easy target? Are we getting picked off and then um, being used to compromise other other people's systems? Yeah, again, as if you were to use as a kind of a litmus test of the whole like the whole country, New Zealand definitely is a high trust society. But again, there is certain organisations that have higher security posture than others. Um, I did listen to the interview that the security expert did speak, and I do agree with a lot of his points. There is some that I would question around the difference between correlation and causation, for sure, um, because, uh, yeah, there's some that I probably would disagree with, but I do, a lot of his points are extremely valid, for sure. Can you give us an, uh, an example of each, one that you think um, you'd absolutely agree with and one that you think um, we, we may be getting a bit wrong? Um, the... The, the ones that I do agree with is how easy it is to compromise someone from looking via the social media um, because a lot of people do have their cat's name as their passwords or their mother's maiden name as their password. <laughs> so it takes me two seconds to find what that is via social media. And um, the ones that I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was something he had said during the talk that I said, I think that's a correlation versus a causation. Um, I can't remember exactly what yeah. it is, but um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. Look, Ian, thanks again for joining us this week. Um, really interesting talking to you and we'll um, catch you again in a month. Yeah, awesome, mate. Very good to be on again and thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks, uh, yeah. everybody, for joining us as well. Bye.